0: Welcome to Pigs in Jewish Law and Lore with Pardes faculty member, Rabbi Dr. Levy Cooper, a Pardes North America podcast series. Join Levy on an intellectual journey exploring various topics related to pigs and Judaism. And now, here's the Magid of Melbourne himself, Levy Cooper. This is Levy Cooper coming to you from Frankfurt am Main. We continue our journey exploring pigs in Jewish tradition. As I'm sure you recall, my friends, this entire voyage began with an unsuspecting bank teller who, with a smile on his face, gave me a small plastic pig as a gift. Now, I've since learned that the entire notion of a piggy bank originates Here, in Germany. And of course, the gift was a symbol of that tradition. So perhaps this is an opportunity for us to consider the symbolism of the pig, not in German tradition, but in our tradition, in Jewish tradition. In the previous episodes, we mentioned Philo from Alexandria. Now, Philo was part of the leadership of the Alexandrian Jewish community, and following tensions in Alexandria, Philo was part of a delegation that traveled to Rome in the year 38 to meet with the Roman emperor Emperor Caligula, and philo records that meeting in in greek of course and it is a uh, difficult text to read because the emperor was not well disposed to the jewish delegation and philo records how he says to caligula that they the adversaries are talking against us with no basis. They're saying bad things about us that we're not loyal, and it's not true. We have offered sacrifices in the temple in Jerusalem in your honor, and whereas others offer sacrifices and th- and sprinkle the blood, but then take the meat home. We offered sacrifices and burnt the entire sacrifice to God in your honor, Emperor Caligula. But Caligula was not so happy with this notion and says, well, let's say you really did offer such a, such a sacrifice. What does it help that you offered a sacrifice to some other god on my behalf, You should be offering sacrifices to me. And when uh, Philo hears such blasphemy, so he's shaken to the core. And that's the beginning of the exchange with Caligula. The first question he asks them is, why don't you sacrifice to me as if he sees himself as a deity? What's fascinating is that the second question that Caligula asks this delegation is, why don't you eat pig? <laughs> and when I saw that, I was shocked. Like, that's the most important thing. You've got, this, you've got this delegation that's come all the way from Alexandria to deal with major problems, and you want to ask them why they don't eat pig? And Philo records that the Jewish delegation answered that, you know, every uh, people has different rules and about different foods. And there are those who won't eat sheep, even though it's very easy to attain obtain sheep. To obtain lamb and Caligula was not impressed with this answer and he said you know what they're right because I don't even like eating lamb and you can see that he doesn't really consider the answer of Philo uh, to, be su- to be sufficient. So what's fascinating about that exchange is that you know, they, they talk about pigs, like, is that so the most important thing? And when we consider the a broader perspective, we realize that at that time, the peak was symbolic. On one hand, the legion, the 10th legion, that would, in the year 70, destroy the... Temple, the second Beta Mikdash in Jerusalem, the symbol was a wild boar. And indeed, in the Midrash, in various places, the sages identify Rome with the pig. And the sages in one Midrash in Bereshit Rabbah say, Why is Rome? Compared to a pig. The sages explain that a pig thrusts its feet forward as if to say, Look what a, look at me, I'm kosher. I have split hooves. And this is emblematic of Rome. The sages felt that Rome is a uh, an empire that stole and was immoral, but thrust itself forward as if to say, "Look how we offer a legal system, the Pax Romana. We offer, uh, we offer law." Uh, in another midrash, that one appears in Breshit Rabba. There's a parallel in *Vayikra Rabba, which offers a similar uh, vision of Rome, and that uh, there we even have a story how one Roman leader uh, set about killing all the thieves, lecherous people, witches, and warlocks, and then turned to one of his advisors and said, you should know, I did all of those things myself. So in the eyes of the sages, the pig thrusting its feet forward as if to say, look how I'm a kosher animal, but really being not kosher. And in fact, the epitome of not kosher was like Rome thrusting its feet forward, saying, look how, how honest we are and how, uh, how we've got a good legal system. But in truth, It was a corrupt empire. If we fast forward to the beginning of the 14th century in Saragossa, Spain, Rabbeinu Bachya, in his commentary on the Torah, he quotes these midrashim that we uh, just cited and he collects them together and he comes back to the notion that in the future, God will return the pig. And he says that's an allegory for Rome. That God will return to them. In other words, pay them back with midatadin, with judgment. And they will pay for their crimes. And then he brings another version, Atid lahazir ha'atara lioshna. That in the future, what will be returned will be the crown of glory will be returned to Israel. That crown that was taken by Rome. And finally, Rabbeinu Bachya concludes his exposition by saying, Atid lanu that in the future... God will make those who took our land away be the very people who will return the land. And in the future, those people who destroyed the temple, they will build the temple. They will support Israel. And then, says Rabbi Bachya, there will be peace in the world. So this is another approach to what does it mean that in the future the pig will be returned. It means that Rome, not the pig, the animal, the symbolic pig, the boar, the wild boar of Rome, will either receive its just deserts or will return to Israel that which Rome took. And then, as Rabbeinu Bachia concludes, there will be peace in the world. That's all for now. Until the next time, to the Beat Midrash! If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review wherever you download your podcast. Be sure to follow us on Spotify for all the episodes of the Magid of Melbourne Speaks. Thank you for listening.